Josh, tilt your camera down just a half, like just a little bit. All we're seeing is your chin. <laughs> it looks like a floating fucking head. <laughs> there we go, yeah, buddy. Hey. <laughs> Don't hide that sexy body. Our fourth podcast member, Zordon. <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> Rangers, I have a mission. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Green Ranger, beware of Rita. <laughs> You're such a dork. Oh, I'm having a good time. I said days. it. He, oh, he did. He just I, he enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not letting Rick go down in flame solo. Yeah. Right. No, so here's the thing is that I've realized about myself. Like 50% of the time, I'm good at initiating like a fucking subject that's funny or saying something that a reference that's really good. But I'm about 90% accurate when someone else makes a funny reference and I can go along with and it. You that just carry that it. fucking kills you every just time. You carry it for like fucking ever. Like you will go forever. Very nice. I like. God, no. Hello, MJ. Welcome to Challenge Fandom Podcast. No. Today we would like to ask you about your time on Real World. No, you're not using the Borat voice. Yes! <laughs> oh my God, great. Hello? Hey, hey, Jay. How you doing, buddy? What's up, everybody? Do I need to turn my video thing on? I mean, if you want to, you can. You don't necessarily have to. Yeah. I'll, I'll, t- I'll turn it on. It's, yeah. It can be weird if you don't even... Well, I mean, we could <laughs> we could pull up, like, an uh, old screenshot and just put it on our screen while right. we're talking. <laughs> that would be really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. There we go. What's up, everybody? Hey. What's up, uh, yeah. MJ? We'll, we'll just put that one up. Right. Oh, that. Oh, one. gosh, you're gonna bring the old school one out. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much for hopping yeah. on. Uh, my name's Rick. We've been going back and forth on IG a little bit. Uh, you know, when you were getting ready to take your trip to Peru, looked like it was an awesome freaking trip. Um, uh, this yeah. is my. <laughs> and we're we're gonna get into it i'm gonna ma- ask you more about this oh, yeah. uh this is my wife karina um and then join us we've got tony and josh and uh tony? Howdy. josh and obviously we all work together on uh on this podcast we also have a group that we kind of run where we're big challenge fans um I mean, obviously, we're big fans. We're running a whole podcast about it, but uh, <laughs> dude, we're we're really big fans. We've all actually spent a little bit of time over the last couple of weeks getting ready for this, watching some of your older seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're actually not a man. We're really excited to have you yeah. on, dude. We were really looking forward to this. And we want to thank you so much for taking the time to hop in on with us. Without a doubt, man. I, I don't do very many, many of these at all, so. Uh, I've I've seen you guys around and seen some of the other challengers have, have jumped on with y'all. So thought I'd do it. The timing's right. I'm about to have season three come out, which is pretty exciting. I know everybody's getting dude, jacked yeah. up about it. Oh, it's gonna be so <laughs> good. I already know it. I'm oh so man, we can't wait at all. Dude, like as soon as we saw the cast release, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, we're not this missing is, an episode. This is the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they really got creative with it for sure, and I'm sure. Have we? Is this started up now? Or are we rocking and rolling with this thing? Yeah, yeah, we can go ahead. And- yeah, no, I was gonna say. I mean, they've. Uh, I was blown away whenever I showed up. And and saw that they had some of these young bloods on there, and and some folks that I 
be perfectly honest with you, I didn't even know who they were at all because I <laughs> thought it was all going to be more just old fogies like me. Mm-hmm. But uh, it makes for a very exciting show, and I feel like it's setting it up for what the challenge is hopefully going to kind of turn into because you have these older folks, I I keep saying older folks, more uh, seasoned veterans like myself (laughs) uh, that, that can bring somewhat of a different skill set to the game. And I think that the fans, they like that, man. I mean, they want to see the young folks without a doubt and whatever they bring to the table, which is a lot. But uh, there's something nostalgic about seeing the Cyruses of the world and the Mark Longs of the world and the, oh, yeah. the Brads and the Durrells and the Mees and the everybody else that does it. So, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. absolutely I yeah. mean, we, we talk about like things, obviously, like, you know, like fantasy football, but with the challenge, like what season we would love to see happen. And one that we've kind of all agreed on is like mm-hmm. almost like an invasion of the champs where bring everyone that's won a championship bring them back and have them go against like kind of like the newer school and prove themselves against the vets, you know, so real vets, you know, getting a little (laughs) bit of, you know, all stars and then, you know, the new, we hope it grows that way too, but Mm -hmm. we're excited with having you uh, back for the second season. Um, especially after yeah. winning with John a last year, yes. uh, dude, it, which was an awesome season, awesome season to watch through. Um, first thing I always want to ask is pre pre reality TV. Um, you know, tell us about MJ as, you know, a kid growing up, going to college. What were your goals, man? what did you want to do? Um, I know you went to Vanderbilt. That's a, yeah, that's a good question. So, uh, well, I'll just kind of take it back. Uh, I was born and raised here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm, I'm kind of one of the few in the proud that's actually, especially these days, that's born here and has lived here his entire life. You know, mm-hmm. Nashville's really turned into a transplant city. It's almost like uh, L.A., where everybody's just moving here to get into entertainment now, not just country music, but, I mean, you name it. it it's acting. It's modeling it's obviously music as well but uh, i take a lot of pride. well hell you can just see my hat i mean yeah. i'm always rocking my tennessee hat uh but take a lot of pride in it and then i went to a really small uh christian high school and went there in junior high and in high school so I, I really came from a it was a great school but a very sheltered uh childhood yeah. is the best right. way to put it Uh, A lot of that kind of came out whenever I was on the original real world there in Philadelphia. And I think probably one of the reasons I was even casted to be on it, but we'll get to that. Uh, I was pretty good at sports. I played, you name it. I played it, uh, everything from track to soccer, to basketball, to football, to baseball. Uh, Once I got into high school, I really thought my sport was going to be basketball. And that was my, that was my, my goal was to, to go play college basketball and, I, the height that I am now, so I'm six three. I was six three whenever I was like a freshman in high school. Okay, wow. and so I thought I was gonna. I, I thought that I was just gonna keep growing. Okay, like I was gonna be like six six or six seven, but I just kind of stopped at six three. <laughs> uh, never really developed my left hand, and in yeah. order to play in college, I was gonna have to be you know a point guard to play at that height, and yeah. that wasn't gonna happen. So I was like, shit, man, I'm gonna have to figure something else out, and. Somewhat like football wasn't in my freshman year. I almost quit because I didn't like getting hit. If I'm being totally honest, <laughs> uh, and then next thing you know, the next thing you know, I uh, I was a wide receiver and I led the state in receiving my junior year, and that kind of put me on the map. And I started getting recruited by a lot of uh, schools. 
uh, several in the SEC, and SEC is what I wanted to play in, mm-hmm. and ended up getting a, a full ride to, to Vanderbilt University, which is, at the time, was only maybe 30 minutes from where I grew up. So it was just a freaking perfect fit, man. Uh, But it kind of kept me here in my same bubble. Right. All right. So I mean, I I never really got to leave and experience anything, but I, uh, I had a decent career. I started for three years at Vanderbilt and then I actually, so I played and then to kind of date me, uh, my, if you guys follow football, very yes. much. You probably heard yes. the name Jake Jay Cutler. Yeah, Jay Cutler was my quarterback. My senior bears. year was yeah, the Bears. So smoking Jay Cutler. He was my <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of school, a whole lot of stories there. But oh, uh, God. yeah, man, he um, yeah, and, and in the NFL, I thought I was going to have a shot to play in the NFL, and I didn't. And my my career came to a screeching halt, and that kind of moves us into how the whole real world stuff happened. You know, I was, here I was this dude who had a great education, did well at Vandy school wise, graduated in four years. And, uh, but I just wasn't ready. I I wasn't ready to go out and get a, a real job. If I'm being totally honest with you, man. And I lost my identity whenever I was no longer an athlete and I was no longer, I mean, I was still an athlete, but I wasn't a football player. And it's not like you can just go out and play pickup football really after, you know, I mean, it's totally different. So I decided to, to pack everything up and get as far away from Nashville as I possibly could. And uh, that was pretty much LA. (laughs) Okay. I had a, a buddy, I had a, a buddy who was living out there, Brent Walker's his name. And he had a, a little bitty studio apartment in Santa Monica. And he said, dude, I've got a futon that you can sleep on and you just get out here and then we'll figure shit out. And mm-hmm. again, I wasn't, I didn't go out there to really get into acting or to sure as hell didn't go out there to try to get into reality television. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And man, I was, uh, I, I visited and I'd never been there before, but I, I visited and, I kind of liked it and I came back and I told my parents, I was like, mom, dad, this is the last time I'll ever ask you for another dime the rest of my life. But if you'll give me X amount, I'm going to go out here and give it a shot, start up a career in something. And I I closed the deal. I tell people it was literally the first deal that I ever closed was in. And they gave me a little bit of money, went out and guys within two weeks, I ended up being literally at the right place at the right time. I was I was not doing anything. I was going out every night partying. And <laughs> after two weeks of being there, I, I went out and <laughs> I was Jaeger bomb drunk. If I'm being totally straight up. <laughs> and, and which is a really bad drunk and a, and a crazy drunk for me. But but I'm sitting here like telling everybody my sob story. And, oh man, I should be in the NFL, man, making millions, but instead, yada 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 bullshit. Yeah. And then uh lo and behold, I was introduced to this guy. I didn't know who he was. Knew nothing about him, but we sat there and we talked, and I don't really even remember the conversation. But mm-hmm. the uh, the next day, the girl that introduced me to him called me up and goes, "MJ, do you remember meeting so and so?" I went, "Uh, 
<laughs> did I embarrass you? Because no, whatever you said, like this dude is interested in you being on this reality show. I was like, huh? Okay. Make a very long story short, he ended up being one of the the head casting directors for Benham and Murray, who's the production company for the real world. Oh, and wow. I, I guess I just kind of fit kind of the spot and the, the person that they were looking for uh, to round out that Philadelphia cast. So it was real fast for me. I, I, you know, I, I told the girl that introduced us, I was like, well, sure, give him my contact info and I mean, I guess I'll do it. I don't really know that much about the real world. I, it was back in the day. It was always on, as y'all know. Yeah. Like, it was just yeah. nonstop. Replaying. So, I, I naturally, I'd seen it and watched mm-hmm. some of it. I wasn't a huge fan by any means. Right. But I went into the interviews. I did two of them. And then, uh, next thing I know, they asked me if I wanted to go live with six other people in Philly. I was like, <laughs> sure. Let's so, do it. I don't, yeah, it did a lot of talking right there, but that's literally kind of how it all happened, and, and that's the story. Wow! And it's so it, it, people that have listened to us are going to hear mm-hmm. this over and over, but it's really—I just find it interesting. Every single person we talk to that's been on the real world, mm-hmm. it's a very not similar story as like they met the executive producer out at a bar, but it's always something fucking crazy happened, it's just like yeah. off the wall, weird. and that's how they got in. Yeah. Well, and that's been one of the neat things about getting to meet so many of these people that have been on the show is we all, like you said, somewhat have a a kind of a similar story. And the common thread between, this is going to sound weird when I say this, but the common thread between all of us, there's been two things, man. Number one, it's people's eyes. Almost every single person that you see on these shows, there's something about their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know it sounds weird for me it's to say true. that, but there's it's just some, something there. MJ and then, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then number and then number two, they have uh, everybody. Nobody really went to an like an open casting call. I mean, you have them out there, but mm-hmm. Ben and Murray does a really good job of trying to find people who are who are authentic and who are no pun intended, but that are real because so many people, especially now come in with an agenda and trying to be somebody that they think production is going to want. So if they can find you in your like true authentic state, then they're going to, they kind of kind of know who they're going to get on the show and not cast somebody who's going to be a total whack job. That's nothing like who they were during casting. So, yeah. And I was going to say, I was going to, give one thing, one piece of credit to Bunim and Murray amongst many things you can give them credit for Mm -hmm. um, is they have an innate ability to find somebody that is extremely charismatic. And every single person we've talked to this show is it's not like they're over the top, but they're just charismatic people. Yourself include just listening. You talk for five minutes. You can tell. Yeah. And I think they, it's, it's a really, they do a really well job, a really good job at that. Yeah. I I agree. I agree with that. Um, Right for almost 30 something years, 40 years almost. Um, I did want to ask. Um, so you decided to go to, um, go into the SEC. You want to go in there. Why'd you choose Vanderbilt? I know location. Was it just location over going to Tennessee? Well, I I wasn't offered by Tennessee, but I will say this. Yeah. But, but I am, uh, God, any of the, the, the Tennesseans that are watching this, I'm probably going to 
catch some some hate, but <laughs> I am the biggest anti Tennessee fan ever. Like oh. growing up here, like seeing that orange in my face all the time, I fucking hated it. <laughs> still hate it <laughs> to the point to where I passed it down to both my daughters. Here's a funny side story: my youngest daughter. Got a call from her kindergarten, true story, got a call from her kindergarten teacher wanting to see her mom and I, and because Liv was doing something that was not normal. So we're like, what the hell is like this very vague, weird thing? So we go in, this is a true story, go in, meet with the teacher, and teacher's like, well, yeah, well, Liv's a great student, she's very polite, I mean, she's in kindergarten, not doing much, but right. she said, but there's this weird little quirk that she has. And I feel like I just need to, to talk to you all about it. And there's a few other things we're talking about. But she said every time that we're that she's coloring and she will take every orange crayon and breaks it in half. No. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and she was doing it so much oh, that God. she would see other kids coloring with it. And she would go take that and take and, and freaking throw it. And it was literally, <laughs> she said it, I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> Not in my box. <laughs> Not yeah, Because the girls weren't even allowed to wear orange, man. Like in the house. Like it was that bad. It was that bad. So that, that, that's kind of... That's kind of the running joke now. Whenever my daughters are, you know, if I'm getting on to them and or if they're upset about something, they'll be like, well, dad, we're going to go to Tennessee. Yeah. But no, uh, no, Vandy was, I had a few other uh, division one offers as well. Like uh, at the time that was Louisville, it was Georgia tech. Uh, I almost went to Georgia tech whenever I committed to, to Vanderbilt because I committed early uh, my senior year. I was like third game into the, into the season. I committed. I didn't have a very good quarterback my senior year, so I knew I needed to go ahead and get locked in somewhere because I wasn't yeah. going to be able to put up the same numbers. Um, I was on the phone with Georgia Tech and Vandy, and they, they literally, Vanderbilt beeped in as Georgia Tech was offering or wanted me to commit, should I say. And, uh, yeah, I clicked over, and it's like, Coach, I, I've just committed to – to uh to uh Vanderbilt but yeah I mean it you know it, it definitely had to do with it being here in Nashville still wanting to be close at home at the time and to just play in the SEC I mean Vanderbilt right. is has right. never been a powerhouse in the SEC by any means but uh and it was also a place that I could go and I knew that I could play you know yeah. like no, I was gonna exactly. have the opportunity to to not just be a, a number and Right. Uh, so even my freshman year, I play. I played. My claim to fame, and it may not seem very cool to a lot of people, but to me it is. Is I played in every single game my entire career. That's awesome. At wow. I ne- awesome. Yeah, I, I never missed a game. So I had some PT. I played a lot of special teams my freshman year, and then obviously wide receiver my uh, sophomore, junior, senior. Well, I was going to say I read an article that that. Actually, your very first reception went for a touchdown, like 60-something mm. yards oh, yeah. on a five-yard slant. Look at you! <laughs> yeah, man. That's, that, dude, I'm already liking this. See, now you're talking about shit that I really – this is the stuff I really care about. I, I, I mean, we can shit here and sit, sit here and talk shit about sports all day. All she'll, day yeah. she'll get upset with me eventually. No, but I won't. 
Wait, wait, I got one. How ironic is it that MJ wanted to play basketball and Vanderbilt's better known for their basketball team in history than they are their football team? Yeah. Without a doubt, man. Yeah. Without a doubt. And to this day, I kind of I wish that I would at least have given it a shot to try to play basketball at Vandy because there's been times whenever people have played both. But mm-hmm. it was I was so locked in with football and probably a little insecure about my left hand with basketball that I never gave it a shot. Right. But um, yeah, man. But funny story. You know, you're talking about my first ever catch uh, being a 61 yard touchdown. So it was like the third or fourth game of the season. And like I said, I was just really playing special teams. I was a backup receiver. We really didn't rotate uh, that much at the receiver spot. But the starting receiver, Tavares Hogan's was his name. He went down with a, a cramp, like in the third quarter. Okay? Oh, yeah. He had a hamstring cramp or something. And so, you know, it was, hey, Garrett, where are you? And, you know, I'm running up, like, sitting out of the movie, like, trying to get my helmet on, doing all that kind of stuff. They throw me in. First play, we, I, I don't remember the, the name of the play, but I had to run a five-yard slant, okay? Pretty simple route. The guy was in press coverage. I'm over here. I'm lined up. It was on the left side of the field. All right. Bam, bam, bam. Kind of stick him to the outside, come to the inside. I wasn't expecting the quarterback, Greg Zolman, to even throw me the ball, but dude, he put it right on me. And it was just, it was the perfect play. And, and it was the perfect pass. And I made a good catch. So scored the touchdown. We ended up, it was one of the biggest come from behind victories in the history of Vanderbilt. We beat the team. And then I'm thinking after the game, I was like, dude. Oh, I mean, I'm so good like this. <laughs> yeah, dude, this, is, <laughs> this, this is easy. College is just as easy as high school was, dude. I'm gonna be leaving early. We got it, mate. Hey, didn't have another catch the entire season. <laughs> that, that was the only catch I had, but my stats look good. One catch, 61 yard touchdown. That's, you know what? That's, that's a hundred percent. You know yep. what? You go to the hall of fame with that any other time. If that's the only catch Easy. I have, I'm good. Right. Yeah, man. I was going to say, I, I do understand about like deciding to go to Vanderbilt. Cause you knew you'd have a little bit more playing time. So yeah. we actually live uh, in, on the West coast in Reno, Nevada. And, the school here in Nevada, it's a division one school and they're in, I think, the Mountain West. But it's a majority of the kids that come here and play are kids from, you know, Sacramento, San Francisco, Fresno that aren't going to get that shot at like, you know, USC, UCLA, mm-hmm. Oregon. So this is kind of like that next level down to go to. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's uh, it just it doesn't matter if you play D1, if you play D3, as long as you just get the opportunity to play. I mean, that's all oh, people yeah. want, you know. Uh, I mean, it's cool to say, oh, yeah, I played in SEC and, and do all that. But I have respect for anybody who's willing to put in the, the hard work and the dedication because it doesn't matter where you play. If you're playing, you know, the, at the top level or if you're playing at a small school, you're still putting in the same amount of time and yeah. having to try to balance out school and, and athletics and your social life. I mean, it's a fucking grind. And oh, people yeah. don't realize that uh, unless you're around somebody that's doing it or if you have done it yourself. So, yeah, man, it's it was cool. It was a huge part of my life. And that was also why it was so hard for me to to just stop and it just be done. You know, like it yeah. just ended. And, and and when you're used to that regimented schedule and this is where you're going to be and, and this is what time you need to be here and you already had goals that were kind of set for you as a team and as an individual. And all of a sudden you don't have that. You're just, for me, at least I was just fucking 
it was bad. And, and I was, you know, started just being somebody that I'm not. I was going out, partying more than I ever had before. Uh, I had gone through a, a breakup with a girl that I was crazy about because of me, because I just wasn't happy with who I was. Um, so I was really, I don't want to say I was in a dark place, but I was just in that kind of transition place. So I was primed for the fucking picking or, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody that, to go on to uh, a reality show for sure. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, so I only played in high school. I mem- remember I went to school actually in Southern California and I played with a guy who went undrafted to the Redskins, big offensive lineman. Um, but I remember freshman year, he brought in this book like that said what NFL teams look for. And I was like, oh, shit, well, let me look at this. And I looked at it and I'm yeah. like, well, I'm six foot like 220 and I play guard. So let's see what we have here. And then I read through like 40 <laughs> times and everything. I was like, so based on my height, I can play cornerback. Yeah, that's never going to happen. I can't run a four or five. So we're done. <laughs> but um, uh, before we go, you know, uh, too, for, too far in depth on this, because like I said, I can talk sports. Um, I did want to say one last thing on your guys' biggest comeback. I did notice, and this number haunts me as a Falcons fan, that you guys were down 28 to three and came back. <laughs> Dude, you and your stats here, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think, it was, I think it was like that. Yeah, he's, it was. He's Look, ridiculous with his football stats, I'm especially an, football. I'm going to be but. honest. You did an article for Vanderbilt, and I read it all about ten minutes ago. So let's not let's not. All right, well, 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 now, well, now, well, now that we're talking about this, then 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 you'll you'll respect this. So my junior year uh, was kind of my coming out party at mm-hmm. Vandy, and I. Um, First game of the season, we played a team called Middle Tennessee State uh, as another D1 team. But they were trying to create like a local rivalry here because Middle Tennessee State was maybe, maybe I don't know, 45 minutes outside of Nashville, uh, starting to become a good program. But anyways, first game of the season, we played on a Thursday night. So we were one of the first, literally, like literally one of the first games to be played that season. And I had to the night of my life, I had like, I think it was, it was either nine or 11 catches, but for 219 yards and a, and a touchdown. But what was cool about it is for the first week of college football, I led the whole nation in receiving. <laughs> yes. I thought I was the biggest <laughs> badass ever. You guys should have been starting me since I scored that first touchdown. But that was kind of my claim to fame. It was one of the, the best games at, at Vanderbilt and really won in, in the SEC at the time. But anyways, enough <laughs> of that. You got me wanting to strap on the pads now, bro. Well, I mean, shit, the USC and XFL are coming back. Or the USFL. Uh, no, I may go play for the Rock, huh? Yeah, right. I mean, you never know. You've already well, I, so- well, I, go ahead. I still think to this day, and and I was I had done a, a another one of these earlier today, and, and it was the first time I had told this story. But whenever I if you remember in Philadelphia, we worked for an arena league football team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh the Philadelphia Soul, Bon Jovi was the boss and all of that kind of stuff. To this day, and I could I could totally be wrong. So if production watches this, I'm not trying to say that this is what they're trying to, to do. Okay. But um, to this day, I think that they were that we worked for that team in order to try to number one, strike a nerve inside of me because they yeah. knew how raw it was <laughs> for me yeah. to not play. But also we were supposed to start filming 
about two or three months before we actually did. So whenever we came in and moved into Philly, the season had already started for this arena league team. Yeah. And as, as you know, a lot of the players that play in arena league were just not good enough to play in the NFL. So I kind of fit that mold. So what I think mm. is that had we started filming when it was supposed to, that they were going to have me or give me the opportunity to try out for the team. How cool would that have yeah, that they would have awesome. put you through tryouts. It, it, it's just, it makes sense. And then you have a cast member who's playing yep. semi-professionals. Well, really professional sports at that time. It's not semi-professional. It's just pure professional sports. You're getting yeah. paid to do it, uh, too. I got goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, but, oh. but, but, yeah, man, like, it was one of those things. And I hadn't thought about that until, well, this morning when I was talking about it. And I remember back in the day, I was, I never really said much about it because it just, I don't know, I just, but yeah, because it, it was it was hard, man. Whenever I was out there on the field and I'm fucking throwing T-shirts into the stands mm-hmm. instead of yeah. being out there catching touchdown passes. I mean, that, that right. was that was a tough pill to swallow, and they really didn't air much about that. Like I it was, was, but that that was kind of a deal. I was going to say, I don't that remember a, that them. Was a missed opportunity. Yeah, that, I sure. don't remember them saying anything mm-hmm. really about that. I like, don't either. It's been a while not, since I've seen that one. Yeah. But I mean, look, I'm going to be yeah, completely. Well, completely upfront like i don't really even remember all of the philadelphia cast like i only remember really you and, yeah. and land into the most part yeah um, i'm trying to think which it, to me is well, I think karamo, which karamo, oh, karamo, karamo, yes, karamo yes that's right yeah. karamo yeah mm-hmm. yep dude like he's and shavonda super he's about to shavonda mm-hmm. he's about to have a new talk show isn't he uh <laughs> karamo yeah i saw that that's mm-hmm. it's nuts you see this guy and you're just like Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, say? going back to going back to that season, and and I say this with all respect for Cromo, but at the time, if you would have just taken us at that time in our lives, he was definitely not the one that I would have thought would go on to to find fame and fortune in Hollywood, right. being a host, helping other people. You know, right. so it's been amazing to just see kind of his growth and who he's become. In the community and, and having this show. And he and I, oddly enough, had not seen each other in over 18 years or whatever wow. it was when we stopped when that show was over. And we ran into each other about a month ago in the uh, the Nashville airport, right as I was flying out to Peru to go on this soul searching oh, deal wow. that I was doing. And, I saw that. And he was at the airport. Yeah, he was at the airport just by chance. Early as hell, I was there like on a like a six thirty flight, and he saw me post something. It was like, dude, I'm in Nashville right now. He reached up t- to me through Instagram. I was like, what gate are you at? Well, I'm, so I was like C nineteen. He goes, I'm at C eighteen. And then oh, we had wow. this, we had this, we had this delay, and we he he was he got off the plane, and then we sat there and talked for a good forty five minutes and caught up. And man, it was the most refreshing. And and it was a, one of the greatest experiences that I've had in a in a while reconnecting with somebody. So, right. anyways, that's awesome. That's, that is awesome. I really yeah, like that. I love that. Especially I love that. Like, I mean, how random. We were just having this conversation earlier. Uh, certain people you hold certain bonds with, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can go years and years without talking, and then you, all of a sudden you reconnect. And even though you've evolved as people, there's still that connection there, regardless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so without a doubt. I mean, anybody, yeah, anybody that you do these shows with and go through this experience with, it doesn't matter if you're best friends, 
or if you were enemies on the show, you have this common bond with them and this this respect. And it may not show and when you're in the moment, but as life goes on and as you kind of get out of that experience, I mean, you're tied together forever. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, and it's it's wild. Like the, these folks that I've just done the the most recent shows with uh, mm-hmm. that I had no idea that existed. Now Jordan Wisely and I are going to be connected forever. Right. I don't even know who the guy was before I got there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I was going to actually ask, and that's no to- disrespect to Jordan. No. No, oh, no, 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 no. But it's the same. You know what? Honestly, it's a lot of the all stars we've talked to that been, or the cast members that have been on all stars. We can just call them all stars because mm-hmm. you guys are. But um, we've talked to them. And, you know, everybody's got a life. They've done their own thing for the last 10, 15 years, however many years it's they've been gone. Yeah. But and they're like, I had no idea who this person was. But it's that bond. Like you said, it's right away. It just happens because you guys have a shared experience that is very rare. Exactly. You know what I mean, yeah. Um, one question I did want to ask, uh, outside of, you know, running into Karamo and, and touching base with them, do you keep in touch with any of your other real world castmates? You know, uh, not really. If I'm being straight up, yeah. uh, Landon and I, st- Landon and I stayed in contact for, uh, a while, but then we didn't. So, so here's some, some scoop for you that not very many people know about whenever we got off of the show, it was so different then compared to what it's like today so back in the day whenever you did a show you would come off and you would go travel the country and do these bar appearances and uh public speaking i mean i was booked nonstop to go to colleges and universities around the country to speak on a variety of different topics didn't know what the hell i was doing but people just wanted to hear us talk you know yeah well (laughs) this the, the year that we came out, there was a some sleazeball agent that was trying to to get our entire cast underneath his agency or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And everybody except me decided <laughs> to go with this guy. And, <laughs> and I probably would have, really, but it just didn't seem right because I started thinking, why would I have to go exclusively with this dude with everybody else on my season mm-hmm. and us be competing for these same exactly. jobs or exactly. these same appearances instead of y'all all compete for whatever he can bring in. Then I'll go out and work with everybody else. And, you know, I'm not trying to rub salt. I mean, this is so long ago, but you know, it worked out well for me and I, I was did a lot and I had a, uh, for about three years, it was nonstop traveling the country. So, but there was a little bit of animosity there, and and that's really and truly, I think, one of the reasons that uh, I kind of shut off communication with a lot of people because I just I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> I was going out doing my thing. Yeah. So not very many people know that little tidbit of information right wow. there. But uh, but yeah. That's, uh, but that's here, re- but here recent, but here recently, we all reconnected. Um, and we have a little chat that we have going on in, uh, through Instagram and, uh, you know, with all this homecoming, these homecoming shows that they're putting out now. And it's kind of like, okay, so if they, if they reach out to us, is everybody in? Right. So So is everybody in? (laughs) 
You know I am. I'll say I've heard I've heard Landon on a couple of interviews say what what he needs to come back and yeah. it's it seems it seems like he's not he's not willing to do it. Yeah. But I, well, I get it. I, I think I think Landon would be you know, I would love for Landon to come back and do one of the challenges selfishly. I would love for him to come back because if the two of us could mm. team up and if they were to do like a battle of the seasons and oh, have yeah. us together, dude, <laughs> it would be freaking amazing, man. That's not like, even fair. I would, dude, it would be absolutely amazing. But, you know, I think with Landon, I don't want to try to speak to him too much or for yeah. too much, but he's already accomplished a lot. Okay, in in the challenge world. And if you were to come back and compete with the OGs and do all that, and if it didn't work out for you the way that that everybody's expecting it to, then it can maybe kind of tarnish Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know. Yeah. Everything that he's, it's like somebody coming out of retirement and then all of a sudden they're not the same player. And everybody's like, well, told you you shouldn't have come back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I think coming back for like a homecoming is a different thing because I mean, you're only filming for like two weeks, man. And and it's much more, and it's much more lucrative. So (laughs) I I think that, uh, I think we, I think we could get everybody back. Well, that and your your body's not so much on the line right. uh, on doing a real world homecoming as as on the challenge. Yeah, no, not at all. And and Landon got the shit beat out of. Him. I mean, I know he did a great job, but he 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 had a bad shoulder injury and and all types of stuff whenever he was competing. Yeah. So there's a couple of you guys on there that, especially in the old school seasons, that went. There was no like second gear. It was either you're in just you barely going or, go. or you're going. And, <laughs> yeah. and like you and Landon were yeah. those kind of guys. Like we were just rewatching, we were just I think all of us, the duel too. Yeah. And that one with yeah. the rope competition, you know, watching you guys yeah. go back and forth. And it was, you guys didn't that take it easy was, on each other. No, that one was wild. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good season. That was a good season, man. That was such a really a good, good season. Such a good season. It's oh. such a good, it has one of my favorite dailies ever. The, the one with the luges where you guys are wearing the big bobblehead um, things and you guys had to drive down on the luges. Yeah, that, oh, that yeah. is the greatest daily Dude, that, that has ever been invented. I don't know why they don't do more fun stuff like that. Like that is so much fun to watch. We were just watching that one last night and we yeah. were crying from laughing. It's so good. Yeah, they've uh, well, it's definitely changed. I'm sure we'll get into that and uh, yeah. here in a bit, but it's, it's definitely coming back after being gone for so long and, and just seeing how the, the game has evolved, you know, especially that's starting to rain here. You may hear raindrops. Um, that's all right. But the, uh, you know, the final in season two, that almost freaking killed me. And you really don't see it that much because they kind of edit it and you, you can't see. Dang, but yeah, that final was fucking brutal, man. Like we went every bit of forty to fifty miles that day, and for a forty-two-year-old dude out there running that far, like that's a lot. It's it's not easy, and you, you go through sleep deprivation, and we really didn't have any food in us. Good God! <laughs> See that right there is a difference between Tennessee and living in Nevada. Like we don't know nothing about that. It's just like drizzle, drizzle. Yeah, I don't know anything. But... No, no, no. Yeah, that's that's Nova Scotian rain. That I'm used to. Yeah, this is big, this is a big old fat rain. <laughs> it'll go away. It, it, it'll it'll pass back. All right, that, that's, anyway, that's good. What we got? All right, so um. I gotta wait for her to recover. You just quote her favorite movie, so. Oh, 
Forrest yeah, Gump. It's, it, it's, you know, just hit her with the sometimes there aren't enough rocks and she'll be good. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think I could love MJ anymore, but I do now. There, there you go. Uh, people helping right. people. It's powerful stuff right, here. Right. Moving on. So you got out of real world and then you went straight into Gauntlet too, right? Or did you take some time off in between? Uh, so I, t- I, took, I took the first season they asked me to do uh, was the Inferno 2. And Ooh. that would have been Landon's first season. Yeah. And then I, I think even Karamo had done that yeah. one <laughs> briefly. But um, <laughs> I, I, turned, I, I, I turned that one down just for business reasons. Because, again, kind of going back to the story I told you, I was killing it man yeah. like doing 20 of these things a month and just boom 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 it was insanity it was not healthy but anyways decided that that i was gonna i knew that they would call me back again to to do one and don't really regret doing that but yeah my, so i took one season off and then did the gauntlet too and that was like before these all-star shows you know the gauntlet too I'm sorry. Yeah, the Gauntlet Two was really the only one that I was able to get prepared for. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 Gauntlet Three and the Duel Two, I was brought in as a damn alternate. Yep. Yeah, and so yep. and it, the alternate situation back then is nothing like it is now, where they're flying out three guys and three girls, and just you're living there in a hotel from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And then if they need you, then you come in and, and do it. And you pay back then. If somebody went down, they had this production was scrambling to try to find somebody to replace. Them. So whenever for the, Kendall. for yep. the gauntlet, yeah, for the gauntlet three, I forget who went down Tyree or somebody Tyree. went down and then they called me yeah, up. It was Tyree. Yeah. They, they call me up. And say, hey, is there any way that we can get you to Mexico tomorrow? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm drunk in Miami right now doing a gig. But if I can get home tomorrow and then talk to my family about it, then maybe I can fly out. And then so it was pretty much like boom, boom, boom. So you get no time to train. You, and it's even more than training for these things physically. But people don't understand you have to be ready mentally and you got to be ready emotionally because you're going into an environment guys that is i don't care how good you are at these challenges and how stoic you are and if you're the biggest badass ever male female whatever it is everybody there is stressed out just so Mm -hmm. y'all know everybody there is is dealing with something everybody has some anxiety everybody has nerves some of them just show it more than others do but you have to you have to get yourself ramped up for that so it's very hard coming oh, yeah. in just ugh, out of the blue. Yeah, just you know? get thrown into a house with like 30 other people. Just like, okay, here, ready, go. Like, no, that's you know crazy. It, that yeah. makes a lot of sense to me because watching the Gauntlet 3 and the Duel 2 compared to your first time on, on the Gauntlet 2, there mm-hmm. was like, there is a difference in your gameplay and the way you go about your gameplay in there. Um, and to hear that you actually had time to prep for Gauntlet 2 comparatively to right. the other ones where you were alternates, that yeah, makes a lot of sense. Dude, yeah. Dude, it, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a tight-knit group. Like, And hey, by, by me saying that, I'm not trying to, to have excuses on why. No, I'm no, 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 no. Or so, no. But it's just, it's just like the, the reality of it. But, you know, there's it's such a tight-knit group of 
of people that we all kind of find out who's going to be on the shows before we show up. You know, like you hear rumblings of it. It's just inevitable. Yeah. But it'll happen because people are calling around. Hey, did you get a call? Did you get a yeah. call? And then it just kind of trickles down. Yeah. So there's a lot of politics going on even before. And uh, which even if you like, like, let's say I were to talk to Darrell before a show and be like, hey, dude, we're going to be synced up no matter what you and me like we're going to take on everybody. You can say that, but you don't know how what this how the show's going to be set up and what the game is going to be until TJ comes out <laughs> rubs his hands together and and, and yep. you know says this is how the game's going to be played because then those agreements just go Could go right out the gone. window yeah you, you know what i'm know. saying well it and yeah. that's the thing is like as much as i love watching the alliances and all that and i don't mm-hmm. know we started watching survivor recently and it, it kind of it's more fluid in a quicker sense but it's the same thing where one thing happens the way you guys didn't plan it and all of a sudden adjustments are being made and everything becomes really fluid on what who's good who's not good yep uh, oh we said we we're gonna vote for him but no we're voting for this guy instead kind of thing and yep. it it's one of those scenes like even with football you could have the vastly superior team but you still need a little bit of luck in there for you too mm-hmm. oh dude there's there's no doubt about it i mean it's now you well, you can just see kind of how All Stars Two worked out, man. Like it was, things could have totally been different. John A and I were both playing good games, kind of as individuals, but if we would not have been teamed up together on that specific challenge day, where TJ said, "Well, now I hope you like yep. your partner because you're going to be with them the rest <laughs> of the show." Like we almost chose different partners that yep. day. Because Johnny's not a very good swimmer. And I was like, shit, we got to swim across this and Ote and stuff like that. So what people don't know is that there were, we were thinking, I was thinking about going with Jody. That oh, wow. Day, but wow. we didn't do it. So like you said, the only reason I say that is, is going back to talking about luck and, and just it being, everything has to play out the right way. Right. Yeah. It's the right timing, the right place. Kind of like how you got on the show to begin with, you know? Just how it worked yep. out. <laughs> it really is. Well, that was yes. like mm-hmm. that was like watching like the it was on Duel Two when Paulo was supposed to call your name and then didn't, Ugh. and then it just like watching all of the facial expressions change from left to right. Oh my god! As it happened, <laughs> yeah, people were like, "Oh shit!" Well, yeah, and like Dunbar's but- just like, "You fucked it up." She goes, "I know." Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it, yeah. man. It, it's those types of moments yeah. that even when they happen, at least for me, I can't speak very well, but even when moments like that happen, it's kind of like, wow, yeah. this is going to be fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you just, you just kind of, and, and not that I'm there thinking about what the final edit's going to be, and you have no idea what's going to happen the next day, but it's still like, wow, this is something special. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As mad as you are, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you, ha- you have to expect Yeah, you have you to know? respect yeah. the gameplay, you know, because, like, you're you're still there. You're still a player in the game. So, you know, it it's that respect thing for, like, all right, yeah, you got me. Shit. All right. Yeah. And and there is that respect amongst people. I mean, it's, hey, that was a fucking great play. I right? did not see that one coming. You asshole. No. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, right? I, and I... I, I know I see people that get upset, like, oh, they lied to me. It's like, come on, you're playing a game of lies. What do you expect to happen? For a lot of money. I mean, like, it's, 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 yeah. it's going to yeah. happen. Like, and, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm not well, saying I, I would I, lie I to my... 
Yeah, I was going to say, I w- I, I'm not going to say I would lie to my mom to win that money, but I might. <laughs> it's a lot of money, <laughs> man. It's, yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a whole lot of pretty money. when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we start jumping into like, you know, you take it uh, after dual tool. Uh, sorry, I can't talk all of a sudden. Before we jump too far ahead into like all stars and all that, I know you guys had some questions for MJ about Duel Two. I know you specifically had one about the intro to Duel Two. No, I don't. Was that Tony that had that question? The, what me not being in it? No, yeah, it was, that, you that were, was you the were thing. Alternate. He's not part of it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. why Tony and I decided. Oh, shit. We that's, a great, that's a great, that's a great observation, it. though, man. Because yeah. myself <laughs> and Nehemiah aren't in that, and that's one of the best yeah. intros ever. Like it's such a good one. Yeah, because it was a haka. Yeah. Uh-huh. And well, the way that they do that is the the intro, at least back then, those were all shot before we started filming the show. So those right. first few days, you know, everybody would fly in together and then you'd have the first two or three days where everybody's, you know, civil and <laughs> oh yeah, things looking great. And then you, you film those opening credits. So whenever uh, Nehemiah and I came in it was uh, they had already filmed all that kind of stuff and yeah. we literally yeah. just jumped yeah. straight into it yeah 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 well yeah because like I had I was going back through watching so I started with Total Madness because somebody from Survivor jumped over and then I went back and watched everything I had access to and Karina recently gave me access to the rest of it and I knew we were yeah. talking to you so I went back and I watched all of your seasons that I hadn't oh, cool. seen but then when I was, I started the duel too. And I was like, MJ's not in the intro. And then I went back and looked at the file to make sure I had it right. And I was like, yeah, this is the right one. And then yeah. everything went down. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those situations where I was like, oh, wait, that's, that's right. That's what happened in the intro. The, the replacement. Yeah. Exactly, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> and that was wild, man. Because yeah. talking about just being, off of my my rocker me and nehemiah both because we both got the same call and we had to travel halfway across the world on a moment's notice there to new zealand and it took like 30 something hours to get there and then we got there in the middle of the night and then that next morning had to get up and go compete in the first actual challenge like it was was nuts and i was scrambling if you watched it you saw me kind of scrambling and pulled robin over and was like listen I got nothing going on here. Like, I don't know anything. Just get me through today. And, right. and that season, she got me through that day. And I was like one of the first ones picked. But then mm-hmm. as soon as that, then the next challenge, I was left on the very bottom and I wasn't even picked. I mean, that's just how it can go, man. Yeah. Well, and, and what a, what a, I don't even know the right word to use, but I'm sure that the, just the environment and the vibe of the house after what had happened that caused you guys to get called in happened. Like, I couldn't even imagine what the it house felt like, like. It looked like a fucking war. Yeah. <laughs> like, room they got in a fight in. And they hadn't even had time to clean up everything. So there were holes in the wall. There was a bunk bed that was turned over. It was insane, bro. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever go back and watch that footage? Uh, what the fight? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Like, yeah, of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, one of my questions is like, I we've talked to a few challengers and there's we've seen there's like basically two different divisions in this. Either there's people that watch the show all the time, or there's people that only watch the show when they're on it. Um, do you mm-hmm. only watch the show when you're on it, or do you watch it 
when you know you're either going to be on it or so uh, wow the great question um i've uh i'm kind of weird with it man i have a hard time watching myself on on there <laughs> I, I don't know why it is so normally i'll watch it one time whenever it comes out uh you know back in the day we would get them before the night before the show came out so we were watching it before everybody else so you could uh, kind of do some damage control just in case there was anything <laughs> bad that uh, but now, I mean, we're watching it the same day, you know, on Paramount, we're watching it the same day as everybody else. So you're seeing it there on what Wednesday nights or, you know, Wednesday morning at 12 a.m. whenever it comes out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it once. And then I, you know, even like with my real world season, I didn't rewatch that until probably a few years ago, I, I found it somewhere. It came out to where all the seasons were on there and I was able to to buy it. I can't remember which platform it was on and I, and I watched it, but it took me a while to get through all of them for sure. But uh, as far as to really answer your question about all the other shows, man, I was, no, I, I didn't watch. Uh, I hadn't watched all of the young folks and really didn't know how the game had changed so much. So that was kind of why I was just, kind of blown away once I truly came back and, and competed again. The game had changed so much. Uh, yeah. And for me, it's one of these deals with all reality television is once you've been there and you've filmed it and you know what it's like behind the scenes, it's hard to watch a show without thinking about everything else that's going on. It, it, does that oh, make yeah. any sense? Like, it, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's just kind of weird. It's, it's kind of like playing football. I had a really hard time going and watching college football games after I was done playing college football because I was just used to being down there. Well, yeah. And, and we see the product, right? Like we see the the football game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You see the week of prep that went into that, the hours in the film room, the hours out on the practice field where, you know, you're like, fuck, I hate this shit. I'd much <laughs> rather be laying in bed right now. It's the same no. thing. Or you, I would assume with the TV show, you look at it and say, I remember exactly this, but I remember the cameraman and the audio guy and the producer yeah. all standing there too. So yeah, not quite. Or, or, or it's like, dang man, I wish they would have put that scene in there because I said something oh, really yeah. funny that they didn't. Put. <laughs> 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 it, it, or, or it's almost like you get PTSD if you try to watch these other shows. I mean, I've caught episodes of, of them, but I never watched like a full talent. But it, you almost do. You kind of take on that nervous energy whenever you're like, right. whenever I'll like, whenever the, the, the next season when all Stars three comes out, like, it'll be like, it'll come back. Like uh, you'll kind of yeah. feel it. You'll, the chest will get a little tight. It's not an anxiety, but it's just more of kind of like, here we go. type deal. But because we felt it so long ago. Yeah. Well, and you can, you can put yourself in that position because you've been there. So whether you're watching yourself or you're watching somebody else, it's like, I know what he's feeling or what he's going through or, you know what he's thinking because I've been there before. You know, yeah. so it makes sense. So I've got uh, just a couple You're more fine. questions in case anybody else wants to jump in before we move on to like more current stuff. Is one is I know you had uh, the dual two. You you left obviously as an alternate, but you also had your daughter at that point. Is that is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So Bella was our oldest. She was just maybe two at the time. So she was. She was a she was little, but it's been so cool to like go back and watch that season. So I did go back and watch that quite a bit because there's a scene where I think I'm 
did an elimination against uh, yep. Dunbar, and we were in that like freaking the elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the elevator, like that the cage, and thing. how to pull that. Yeah, it was a great, yeah. it was a great deal. But um, there's a scene where Anissa and Mark are saying, "Do it for Bella," and they were going, "Bella yep. Rain, Bella Rain," and like for her mm-hmm. to go back and see that and to hear her name being chanted. I mean, it's just a magical moment, man. So um, it was really neat for her. But what's really cool is now for our for our youngest, Liv, you know, I came back from that show. Then that's whenever we decided to have another one. So when I got back, I was like, we got to have another baby. Then she always kind of felt left out a little bit from not having her moment mm-hmm. on there. So it was neat for her to, to, to see with All-Stars 2 think about it and there's where it kind of shows them and you see her and so it was neat for for her to be a part that's of that's so cool that's yeah. awesome and I, I mean and then you know so they both have their moments and then you know that's just that's, that's so that's cute. Really yeah. awesome. It's, it's pretty cool so after the duel two we don't see you anymore you're not on no. you, you don't do any other shows um was that by your choice or did you just so, you know? yes and no yes and i, I got calls um, and during that time was for me, golly, this phone is blown up for me. It, uh, that's whenever I had to start getting serious about, I mean, I was always serious about family, but that's whenever I had to start thinking about something that was more secure <laughs> and, and more Absolutely. consistent other than just waiting around, trying to get a telephone call for potentially maybe winning a whole lot of money. Cause back then they weren't paying barely anything for you to go even compete compete on the show you know they there's people that would pay to go do that instead of getting paid Does that makes yeah no i get yeah, yeah yeah absolutely but uh so i got some calls if i'm being totally honest with you it's not like they were like we've got to have you on the show what can we do to make it happen type deal so i wasn't i wasn't hard pressed by them but if i gave any type of well i don't know i need to check with work i need to do that then i think they kind of got the 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 idea so really guys i mean i had i had packed it up like i, I you know i had 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 a, a nice little run and enjoyed it and it was neat and it was fun and that was an awesome part of my life and i was able to kind of use kind of i don't want to say who i became but maybe some of that notoriety from the shows to to use that in the business world especially in sales because I was and always will be that dude from the real world. I'm the big tall guy with the blonde curly hair. And in sales, it really helped me a lot. Kind of get by the gatekeeper per se. You oh, know, yeah. if you're going in oh, trying yeah. to get to the decision maker, you you've got somebody there at the front who's, you know, vetting people and well, he's not in today, but you know, uh, but if I could get past that person and get to the decision maker, it was great. So I use that to my advantage. I did a lot of corporate speaking as well. Uh, and so the first couple of companies that I worked for, they were really using me, <laughs> sounds bad, but kind of using me for who I was on the show. Yeah. And, you know, that can be a good thing and a bad thing. Because once you get past that gate, that gatekeeper and you get to the decision maker, you got to make sure that that decision maker is really taking you serious. And that's where it can hurt you because then you can kind of turn into a gimmick or turn into is this guy legit or is he you know they can kind of see through the smoke and mirrors so it took a while oh, yeah. to kind of figure all that out but um yeah I, I jumped into corporate america 
wore a suit and tie for a while and was absolutely miserable doing that, you know, still being me, but just kind of living that, that life. And then, uh, took a big leap of faith whenever I was probably 32 and got over into more of the general contracting world on the roofing side and started, started out by selling roofs, uh, and then kind of worked over into more of the operations side of things and had been doing that all the way up through when uh, I got the, the telephone call from Benjamin Murray again <laughs> going, hey, man. How you been? What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> got some free time? Yeah. Right? Uh, you free? You know, well, I kind of I, I equate it to, if you all watch movies, uh, and it sounds like you do, but the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, The Patriot with Mel Gibson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. of course. Well, yeah. Uh, Love that movie. Well, there's a scene where, where Mel, like the the fighting's all going on, and it's almost in his backyard, or, or maybe it's when his son is taken hostage, when when Heath Ledger's taken hostage, and he goes, and there's a scene where he goes and he pulls out a chest from up underneath his bed, and it's got his tomahawk in his yep. old yep. outfit. And that's literally what I felt like, man. Whenever <laughs> they call me back up. Like I was going and pulling that stuff back out because I had I had packed it away. I had put it away and I was, you know, I'll always I felt like I would always be that guy because it, it never really changed. As I've been getting older, the fans have been getting older with me. So mm-hmm. it, it's been one of these deals where it wasn't nearly as crazy. But, you know, I go to a PTO meeting for my kids and you see a bunch of parents going, you know, kind of snickering and looking at me, you know, they probably think that I'm fucking drunk at a PTO meeting. It's like, hey, I, really don't even, I don't even drink anymore. Like, it's an easy giveaway. You know, um, it, it is. Anyways. It is the hair. Yeah, it is the hair, MJ. It's it's an easy giveaway for you every time. Right. Probably so. But, but yeah, man. So I had I moved on and it gotten gotten away from it. And whenever I, I knew that Mark was so. I was new to social media. I only got, or I am new to social media. I'd only gotten on it about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. And I did it just because my daughters were making fun of me. They were like, dad, what, what's the deal? <laughs> like, you don't, you don't have anything. Like, like yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want it. And then it, they kept after me and kept after me, especially my oldest. And so finally I, I put this Instagram thing together and then it turned into a competition. Cause I was like, well, hell, Bella, you have a lot more followers than I do. I've got to get more followers than you. So I did like a little podcast with Derek and because he saw me on there and I slowly like started making friends. And that's literally how all this kind of happened, man, because I wasn't talking to anybody from the challenge world. Like there was zero contact and I didn't have numbers. They didn't have my numbers because I totally fell off the map uh, during my during my thirties. I mean, nobody even knew what I was doing, where I was at. And yeah, because of uh, my daughters pressured me is what's going <laughs> to thrust me back into this world again. And, you know, I, I saw where Mark was doing the, the all-star stuff and was trying to get some momentum going for it. And he had called me about the first one and I, I wasn't quite ready at that time because it was just kind of what is going on. And you kind of want to yeah. see if it picks up and, I didn't know if it was still just an idea and then you have to commit and it was just a whole deal. So 
finally, I, I watched All Stars one, and just was like, I've got to do that shit. Like yeah. that is yeah. that's yeah. amazing. And I mean, it. I watched the first episode, and it was like, dude, sign me up. So it was just right. kind of like yeah. it was kind of like just waiting around for the second season and hoping that it would get picked up again. And, and you know, the rest is kind of history. So I'm going to be honest, like looking back at the older seasons and the stuff that you guys do now in dailies, like, I don't want to hang on two ropes over a mud pit. Like you did in the duel too, and try to get shaken off. Like I want to try to hop off a fucking semi truck and right. put together puzzles. That looks so badass, Right. Dude, it's, it's, it was, it's amazing. I mean, everything about it has changed, um, you know, from the amount of, of partying that we're doing to, you know, it, it is kind of weird to be uh, in your freaking forties and have all these responsibilities in life, and then you go off to this sh- this show now, and they're like, "Well, you all can have two drinks tonight, and then we're going <laughs> to shut you off." Okay, and you're like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> the fuck you She's- are? <laughs> Blame the kids on the flagship." Yeah, or, or or it's or it's Saturday, and you know you got a whole day off to just kind of relax and let your body heal up, and you're wanting to do like a little day drinking and enjoy that pool and not have any stress. And they're like, "Okay, y'all are getting a little wild. You've had three drinks. Maybe tonight we'll give you some more." And so it, that that took some because back in the day, I'm sure you've heard this from other people. Yeah. It was just. Dude, it was unlimited. Like people were drinking it during the challenges. They were sure as hell drinking it as we were watching the eliminations. Like we were just this wild crowd. You know, it was like we were at an SEC game watching people compete, which is good for TV, but it would be very hard to compete at a high level and give the fans what they want to see now if you were doing that. Right. Uh, right. So I really like the way that it's changed, and you know, and, but we had fun. I mean, dude, we were we still party during these All Star seasons. They just don't oh, yeah. show it quite oh, as yeah. much. You know, we have our we have our nights. Yeah. Well, I mean, that first night you guys had in All Stars too. What was it? The prom night. I much respect <laughs> yeah. on the tuxedo T shirt with oh, the sunglasses. Yeah. That was a nice. That yeah, was, that was, yeah, it was cheap and easy. That was, <laughs> it was, it, it, but it says, you know, I'm classy, but I'm here to party. Yeah, you know, you know, you know the deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, y'all, y'all, I, I hope they show some of the the good parties from. Uh, well, I can't talk about season three that much, but yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we <laughs> hope that we hope there's a lot of entertaining scenes in All Stars, yes. and we're quite sure there will be. Too. Yes, I'm sure. I don't think we. I don't think we, we've got this point yet. Right. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be highly competitive. We'll just put it there. I, I think the fans are really going to, going to enjoy the season for sure. So, but got- anyways, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot's changed, man, and and it was it, it not just the partying, but the way that the games played and the twists and the turns, and nothing is, is black and white anymore. Yeah, well, and I mean, and even just even just looking at the finals, I mean, I I was I was looking at your stats earlier, and one, number one, I find it kind of ironic that um on your uh rookie season on the flagship you won and then your rookie season on all stars you won um, ah. but those finals from the gauntlet 2 versus the final of all stars a 2 joke. it was a joke <laughs> so incredibly different what you guys were doing on the gauntlet 2 final versus what you had just had to complete on on all stars 2 like that is 
such a huge, a huge difference, huge difference. Even just what so, you guys had to so, eat, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Well, but the eating came back to haunt me because I always, you know, when people ask me about the gauntlet too, you know, I didn't, well, you don't know this. I didn't even compete in the final. My, our, our best athletes didn't have to do anything. Alton yeah. Landon and I literally did nothing. Mm-hmm. We sat there and watched other people on our team eat food. Like, that's <laughs> what we did. And, I, and, I, and I've always kind of poked fun at it. Uh, and, and kind of, I didn't really make fun of myself, but just kind of made fun of everybody else who's having to eat and they're throwing <laughs> up this stuff. And I think that the challenge gods came back and got me because then when I did have to eat in the finals of all stars, oh my, it was just like a fucking puke show. Like right? I couldn't hold <laughs> anything down at <laughs> all. But, um, but I will say that it's so much re- more rewarding uh, having won all stars too, like because we left everything out there, man. Yeah. Like the, there's there's part of me still in Mexico. That, <laughs> I mean, in, in those jungles, man. Like it was, you guys really didn't see how hard it was. Like it was, it was intense. It, it, it shut everybody down for quite a while after we we got done filming that. That was, I think, the most, I mean, I, we're just going to jump around, so it doesn't matter. Wow, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was one of the more surprising things about that final is the fact that you guys had to do an up all night and then run through that whole po- final that for, what insane. like, what, 12 to 13 hours or so you yeah. know, of nonstop. Yeah. Dude, and, and it was, so they, you know, well, first off, here's how you have to look at it. They, so we had the elimination. So we'll just start from there. So you had the elimination the night before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we had all been up since that morning of the elimination, 7 30, 8 o'clock. Okay. And that whole time, you're stressed as hell that entire day because you don't know if you're going to be going into the elimination. So there's no just kind of kicking back, relaxing up, feeling good about everything. Like that whole day is a stressor. Then you, you know, you get through the, I forget what we were calling it, the selection process. We found out we weren't in the, going to be in the thing. So you kind of got to relax a little bit, but still your energy is just so thrown off and everywhere and you feel crazy. Then you go into elimination. You're sitting there watching it. You're, I was so torn because I love everybody that was in that elimination with Brad and Jody and with Darrell and Janelle. So there's still intensity in that watching it. And even though we kind of knew we were still going to be going to the finals, you're still just so heightened. Then that happens, you know, Darrell and Janelle win. And then as soon as that's over, the TJ says you got the final. And then again, your adrenaline's going up and down with that. Then you got to go out. Nobody slept that night. They had the scene and it looks like me snoring. Mm-hmm. I will say this. They put that snoring noise in there. Like, we were all, like, my big ass in that hammock was just god off. Like, there were, it was, they just caught me for one second doing this. And right. I'm sure my eyes opened up right after that. But, right. um, so, so, so you were up. We didn't get out there that night until probably 11 p.m. So you've been up since that entire, that entire day going through all those ups and downs. You, Finally get to the place where we're sleeping, standing, whatever the hell we're doing. Watch the sun come up. The next, and you're not eating. You can't have any food or water. 
while we're out there that night, they gave us nothing, like no food, no water. Wow. And then the next morning, TJ shows up at around 9 a.m., maybe, maybe 8 a.m., fuck, I don't know. And (laughs) they give us a couple waters, an orange and some granola or whatever. And then we start, we start the day and then nobody ate again until after it was over. So your body, what I'm getting at with all that is that people don't understand how depleted you feel just from the emotions and the ups and the downs just to get to the point to compete in the finals. Oh yeah. Like it's, it was insane, man. Like it's some fucking special forces type stuff, you know, like, like I feel like I could be a Navy SEAL now or something. (laughs) So we've had like some debates back and forth about like, you know, Oh, what's harder the, the flagship final or the all-stars final. And I think we're kind of all under the same assumption that they're pretty similar. Yeah. You know, there's not a a vast difference nowadays. And like, I, I was thinking about it and I was like, if you really think about though, these younger, the younger ones don't really want to see you guys come back. Cause you guys have all had either kids or families now and you know how to act or how to perform sleep deprived. You know what I mean? Right. Like <laughs> no, no sleep up all night. I got this, bro. You don't even know tired yet. You haven't had a kid. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. I mean, I, I mean, that, that sounds cool to say, I don't know if it would come into play too much, but it's, um, uh, let me just put it this way. Like there is, there's nobody winning a final or winning a show anymore on the flagship or with the OGs that's just skating by. And no. whenever I hear people say, oh, man, you just skated all the way through to the victory. Fuck that stuff. I mean, no. it, it's no. the whole point of the game is to not go into elimination. Exactly. There's not a single person there that is going, I want to go in and take on everybody Fuck and no. just have this victory. Nobody wants to do that, but it's easy to say it once you had to go in. And it's, especially whenever you're like how it was for me and Jeanne, who did not have to go in and got to it, then there's going to be mud bling slong. And I realize that and get it, but there's nobody skating through a final. No. You're not just no. handed that. Like you have to make physically, you have to make it through. And that's what I love about, how the finals are set up now compared to, well, the gauntlet too, where yeah. I did skate by on that one. You might want to talk about skate by. I didn't have to do shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and, and that's my thing is like, you know, a lot of people give like in the flagship, the, the person that gets the most shit about that is CT because you know, it's CT. He still has a reputation of who he was before and nobody wants to yeah. go against him in elimination. So he just goes through the whole season and then kicks he, ass in the final and then and gets wins. to the final and then he wins and, and people are like, well, he skated. It's like, well, you don't skate through a final when you have to run a marathon. Yeah, you don't. And people talk about, well, you're not beat up as bad as other people. You're still out dude, here performing I mean, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there, there's everybody by the, if you make it through an entire show and you get to the final, I guarantee, well, I can't guarantee you, but I feel as though, there's more emotional damage that's been done and psychological damage than even physical damage yeah. that, that has occurred to get to that point. And once you get to the final, it's so much of it is physical, but it's also up here and just trying to, to make it through and, and finish the show off, man. Um, yeah. It's next, it's, it's next level stuff. There's no doubt about it. And from all the, the, cool opportunities that I've had in life to do things on an athletic front to more organized sports. There's been nothing more satisfying 
than than completing that final in that day uh, because you know and there's all the controversy and all that kind of blue. It's just people trying to whatever. But but it was. Um, I have so much respect for anybody who can get through that day. Oh yeah, I mean, and look at everybody wants to win first place, right? But really the uh-huh. accomplishment is finishing the final, right? Because how yeah. many people yep. go every year to that, go to do the challenge who don't ever make the final or never will make the final. Right. Yeah, yeah. And let alone finish one. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. But all right. So on a lighter note, I'm going to ask you for some insider information, MJ. Um, I've <laughs> heard course. rumor. I'll give you whatever you want. I've heard rumor <laughs> that TJ um, is, he finds it uncontrollable not to laugh at people farting on scene <laughs> on challenges. And I heard that there's certain cast members that purposely try to do it. Um, but I've heard rumor is between two different people. Mm-hmm. So first of all, is this okay. true? Well, I know one, I know one of them uh, who one of them is for sure. And that's your, your save the palace King Nehemiah. <laughs> Dude. I mean, he <laughs> he would fart anywhere, anytime, and especially whenever DJ was trying to get all of his lines right and get through, uh, you know, an opening thing. He would fucking rip one. Who's, have you heard of him? I heard him. Uh, the yeah. the other one was, and it was Nehemiah who said this. He said it was Darrell. <laughs> I, 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 I think that Darrell might have been more of a of the I've heard this term the the SVV more the silent but violent type <laughs> like so he would mess up the cast because he would shit his pants just like as we're on those stands and you know TJ's hitting his lines perfectly and all of a sudden we're going <laughs> and then and then you just see Darrell who stands there if you watch him in the shows man I think it's so funny watching him he stands like he's in the fucking secret service. Yes, he, he stands does. with his arms just in his chest. Like crossed. Yep. And looks yep. straight down, like straight up secret service and just farting all over himself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry to anybody yeah. listening that we just went on a, like a, a shit tangent. Sorry, Darrell, for blowing your spot. I, I know Nehemiah probably loves it being talked about. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, one other thing. It's not saved the palace, it saved my underwear for Nehemiah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, shit. Uh, the other question I was going to have is uh, do you still have saved the palace stuck in your head since you first heard it uh, man you know it, it's that that turned into a thing obviously because of the scene where i'm like shut the fuck up. like dude you would not believe the stuff that i got for that i mean in a good way it's like i really didn't have anybody reach out that was like no man you shouldn't be saying that about it like everybody was like thank you for saying something because we're so tired of hearing it but no, I mean, it was the thing. Like, it really was. And that's that's what truly drew the line in the sand in the house, man. Yeah. And that was kind of, I don't want to say it was the downfall for them because it wasn't. Because they battled until the very end. Like, it was amazing it to really see was. what, yeah. dude, it was, it was such great TV. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't script that stuff. For them to be the underdogs and then to be going into the final with immunity or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and um it was great stuff man but yeah they they put a big it made it easier for us because we were kind of hiding our 
Alliance, yeah. which right. I should say hiding. Like people knew what was going on, but as you play the game and as a better, you're, you're just more quiet about that kind of stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? You you're not putting wanna... it on front street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I, I do want to give them credit because typically when there is like a one-sided alliance in a house where another side is at any slight disadvantage, it usually gets taken care of so quickly and it's like, boom, 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 they get out. And they really did play to the best that they could. It's, it's really rare to have, yeah, it's really rare to have a season where there are like two, just two completely separate sides of the house, but both sides are like, you know, capable and competitive and, you know, are, are able to get through to the end. Like that was, that really gave it a new kind of twist that like, you don't really see that with alliances very often. Normally it's one dominant alliance. And then the, uh, the other one who just gets wiped out the whole time, you know? So in the way, way, and it would have been very interesting to see what would have happened if Brad and Jody would have won that, that semi truck deal. Because yeah. I believe that was the that was the last challenge before mm-hmm. the, the deal, and I, I mean that was the worst challenge for me ever. I was terrible at that one. But um, if they would have won, and Brad would not have ripped off the freaking boxes, which was insane, by the way. Yeah. I still don't know how he did that. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, it was insane. And none of us knew that he had done that. Like <laughs> he didn't say it until like we didn't know that had happened. He, he, it's, we saw his hands were all cut up, and I even asked, him, "What the fuck happened to you up there, bro?" And he's like, oh, "Did our time?" Like he did not tell us. <laughs> and you know how his eyes are? He's like, "I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know, bro." But um, oh my god, what do I get? Oh, if they would have won that day, I think it would have been very, very interesting to see kind of how. The voting would have gone. Well, no, I take that back. I take that back because Nehemiah and Melinda already had immunity anyways. I think they were already going to the final. Uh, Whatever. We'll change something. Yeah. I mean, it could have. And that's the theme. It's the what ifs. Yeah. So many, so many. Because Brad Brad was still kind of on the fence because he and Nehemiah were really good friends outside of the show. And Brad was really trying to preserve that relationship, but because of the lack of communication that he and Nehemiah had of kind of what the expectations were, Brad in the middle of the show kind of had to go on our side, but yeah. then he and Nehemiah yeah. made up there towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what could have happened? I mean, he could have flipped over like, you just, right. it's, it's that little stuff. Well, yeah. It's, it's, you never know because he, yeah, he could have said, Hey, look, <laughs> I've got a better chance beating, you know, Nehemiah than I do having beat trying to beat MJ and John a or Darrell and Janelle, you right, know, right. who could, who knows what have happened in that place. Yeah. Okay. Going back to Brad though, I got to ask you, cause you've done quite a few seasons with him. When did he stop looking? <laughs> Never. <laughs> or no, he, he's always not. No, it's funny, but what I love about Brad is that, and I can say this without him, like getting his feelings hurt, like a lot of people do. Like he's 
he's kind of sensitive to it and he's aware of it. Like mm-hmm. he, he knows that it's a thing kind of people. So it's just funny to see as we've gotten older, like he'll, he's just like, and you know how I am, bro. Whenever I get worked up, I ain't never fucking like And we would just kind of stare at each other like this. Oh my God. <laughs> like you, and you can, I promise awesome. you, you're not going to find somebody that can keep their eyes open longer than <laughs> Longer than Brad. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. You know, the whole not blinking thing that I do. Like, I mean, you know, people. <laughs> yeah, you, you so, don't want to have a blinking contest with Brad. Look, full disclosure, yeah. I, I like to give Brad shit about not blinking. Oh, I've never talked to him though. personally, but he's honestly one of my favorite cast members of like totally. all of all time. Oh, yeah, I love he's. Him. <laughs> He's one of the most uh, original and and uh, he's just a character, man. And he has such a good heart. He really oh, does. Yeah. And he, he does. And he really cares. And that intensity that he has is because he cares so much. And yeah. he's a ferocious competitor. Uh, and I mean, he's been great for the show. And it, it's so good to see people like Kim back, and especially coming back with that fucking beard that he has cousin hanging out on his on his chin i was gonna say yeah i love it it's 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 honestly something i i'm really looking forward to because oh it's got longer as a man that grows a beard but can't grow one like that it's you you appreciate the fine things in life right right he's kind of sit back and he would be sitting on the on the bus before going out to the challenges and he's just combing that beard Just getting it ready, kind of relax. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love him. God, that what was it? The part where Nehemiah put on the fake beard for him? Oh, yes, that, that was, was yeah. cool. That was, that was so yeah, that was good. good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, MJ, obviously you you've done All Stars two. Uh, you've done obviously it's getting ready to air, but you've already done All Stars three. If you got yeah. a call to do the flagship, would you be interested, or is it just too much? Without a doubt. No, without a doubt. I mean, I'm kind of in a place right now where I've, I've been bitten by the bug, bro. Uh, yeah. It's and there are there's so many of these shows that they're doing now, and they're kind of crossing over, and it's going to be interesting to see kind of how it all plays out. You know, now they're doing the War of the Worlds is what I'm I'm hearing, where they're mm-hmm. going to these different locations, and and they're starting out there, and then next, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, yeah. We're going to have to make a MJ is out of retirement meme. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But no, yeah. But, but, it, but it has kind of thrust me back into the entertainment world. And it's, it's wild to see kind of how opportunities come up. I've always wanted to get into hosting mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's, it's it, back in the day, it was very hard for, for reality people to be taken serious. Um, yeah. If you ever wanted to try to to break out and other stuff, and then you have people like the Miz, people like Mark Long, people like uh, uh, I mean, you guys could probably be better at this than I am uh, with Cat, who who did uh, a lot of stuff on ESPN uh, mm-hmm. with Theo Vaughn, who's a comedian now. Theo, I mean, the, the, Jamie, yeah, Jamie, Jamie Chung, Chung, Brittany, uh, what was her name from Duel Two? Brittany, I can't remember her last name. Um, but she's an oh, actress and, now. Oh, yeah, you know. yeah. So, so people are starting to break out, and and I think it's starting to be viewed more now as well. Realities was kind of the vehicle that got them into this world. Let's see if they have some talent. But make long story short, it's kind of opened up some some doors for me as far as doing some of this hosting stuff. So there's some pretty cool opportunities coming up here in Nashville that uh, hopefully I'll be I'll be sharing more about here. 
uh, pretty soon, but can kind of get me back on the screen in a way that's not just going out and busting heads or, you know, in a, in a reality show house. That's how you want to say it. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of taking, I'm kind of taking this opportunity to, to start up a kind of a, a, a late career. You know, I've been doing stuff that I haven't been all that passionate about that just kind of, I've been doing well, but I haven't just been passionate. And now yeah. I'm, I'm on fucking fire. Yeah, and that's kind of, that. uh, yeah. that's kind of part of uh, this whole trip to Peru that I went on was just going out and doing some, some soul searching. And I've had a lot of big decisions to make uh, here of late. And let's put it this way. I found what I was looking for. So good. Uh, that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's okay. Awesome. So here uh, we'll, we'll remove this part. Cause I'm going to ask you a few questions. One, did you go to Peru with Eric Niles or were you no, there completely by yourself? <laughs> I was there. I was there 100% by myself. And you don't have to cut this out. I went there and did ayahuasca. Which that's I what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, dude, I, I did it last year. I sat with the the plant medicine in Costa Rica, and this was in. I literally was in Costa Rica doing this when they were filming All Stars One. Okay, and and then it was this life changing stuff. It was helping me kind of get over some past traumas that I had from childhood, and and mm -hmm. that's really what that plant medicine is about: is helping you address things that maybe your brain doesn't normally let you access mm -hmm. because of the, the fight flight, you know, mechanisms that we have where you, I won't get too far into it. I'll be freaking people out, but, but yeah, <laughs> we all have, we all have stuck energy inside of us and things that maybe as you get older, you've never dealt with. And this just unlocks it. And, you know, I was very skeptical of it. If I'm being totally straight up with you and, but I committed to it and was like, hell, I've gone to therapy. I've done a lot of different things and it really hadn't worked. Let's, let's see what this is all about. And it was so life-changing for me. I mean, I'll just tell you, I hadn't talked to my parents in probably eight, maybe seven or eight years before going to Costa Rica. And when I, when I came back, I've reconnected with them both and have the best relationship ever. And it's not awesome. only yeah. has it not only affected my relationship, my relationship with them, but it's almost like a generational thing because now my kids can see the relationship that I have with them. So if me and, and my daughters ever have a falling out or issues that come up, they don't just turn their backs on me. Mm -hmm. I mean, so we're talking about much deeper rooted things and that's just one of the things that it helped me with. So that's why I decided I wanted to go back and go to Peru this time. And it was just as profound and, and so a lot of really cool stuff. So that's, yeah, so that's I'm an advocate for. So, and, and that's why I want to ask is uh, one of the things like I've kind of noticed um, or that I've noticed and obviously mine's more so I was young and dumb and experimenting with stuff. Right. But uh, one thing that I've noticed is um, when I had done mushrooms, it changed the way I perceived things, the way I looked at things and it gave me a different perspective. And, yeah. and I hear ayahuasca is similar to that as far as it changes your outlook on things and gives you in-depth feelings and perspectives on, uh, it just changes your whole mind frame. Dude, it does. It, the way that I put it is 
in our it's our it's our brains, man. Like we we shut off all of these connections that are up here, and, and what it does is help reconnect those. I mean, if you really want to get down to it, it releases something called DMT, mm-hmm. which our bodies naturally have inside of it, and the only yep. time that it's ever released in our lives is twice. When you're born and when you die. So whenever you hear people talk about, oh, and I sold my life flash before my eyes and, you know, they see all this stuff. You've even seen it in movies when they mm-hmm. try to portray it. When people have near-death experiences, some of that DMT has been released. Well, what this vine and this leaf does, which is what ultimately makes the plant medicine ayahuasca, is it releases that. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's, you know, has all of the the side effects that people worry about with the purging, the vomiting and stuff. But, you know, that's literally just stuck energy coming out of you. But, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's something that, that I'm, I'm on the verge of just wanting to scream from the mountaintops to people that may need this in their lives. And they haven't been able to address certain things, but, you know, I'm still kind of going through this deal where I'm still going through integration and, and still just trying to, you know, process it all myself but i mean i do feel like i'm gonna have a future with with trying to spread the word about it because it's life-changing man like it's it's not like going in the jungle and doing drugs because no, i'm, no, I'm no. like not that guy at no, all no. like I, I used to drink a whole lot but other than that like i wasn't a big weed guy or any like and no other recreational drug this is a a very holistic and uh you have to be committed to it you're not just mm-hmm. showing up and doing it being like, whoa, man, that was fucking great. Like, that was you know, great, King. Time to go. No. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I want to make it clear that my analogy with doing mushrooms when I was younger is nowhere near no, uh, comparable to but ayahuasca. No, but as but far no, as the release is the same way. But mushrooms is the same way. I mean, I've never, I've never had done those, but it's the same deal, bro. I mean, it's helping you, your mind open up. And, Anyway, so we may be on a slippery slope right here. Here, I'll, I'll <laughs> share this real quick. Uh, we don't we don't monetize this, so it's, we're not making any money off it. They can't cancel us yet. Yeah, they can't do anything. Yet. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, so th- very similar to like how with ayahuasca you have the purge. I noticed when I did mushrooms, it was a feeling of sickness, of like almost like you're preparing yourself to go. Almost like you feel like okay, something big's gonna happen. Like. Like almost like in your, you get nervous. You're like, fuck, I'm going to die. Or, you know, you start sending yourself on a bad wave. And then all of a sudden an hour, anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour and a half later, it's rebirth. And all of a sudden it's, everything's bright and vibrant and different. Mm -hmm. And you start looking at things different. I did it in my early twenties and it, it helped me take that leap of kind of the same situation you were in. I didn't know where I was, where I wanted to be and kind of led me into a path of this is how I'm going to go about getting what I want kind of thing. So I, yeah, man. I completely it's understand huge. where you're coming from it's, on it. It's huge. And and they're they're you know, they're doing studies with it now to where these soldiers have come back and have severe, severe PTSD. And dude, it it is it's I dare say it, but it's true. It's literally curing people that have had this debilitating PTSD where they they've seen their buddies blown up or or whatever mm-hmm. it might yep. be in, yeah. and it's helping them come to terms with it and and go to places where they normally couldn't go, and it's literally changing the chemical makeup of their brain and of their body. So I'm I'm a huge advocate for it. I, I am. I'm just now trying to figure out how to to get it out there without freaking people out because I mean it's <laughs> it is it's still it's still taboo and it's. I don't care what people think about me doing it, but I also don't want to speak to this amazing plant medicine and, and do it wrong. You know what I'm saying? I right. just respect mm-hmm. from, um, what it does. Cause you have to have the calling. 
but if you ever get out to Austin, Texas, reach out to Rogan. I'm sure he'd love to talk to you about it. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows where this is all going to go? It's been wild to see all the, the doors that have opened. So just cool. absolutely. We'll yeah. And it's one of those scenes. It's, uh, you know, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring with these kind of things. And you have the right mind frame going into tomorrow. That helps yep. a lot, yeah. you know? So, and that's kind of <laughs> yeah, the way I look true. at it. So, um, being a division one football player, Coming into the gauntlet two, your first thing, you're not going to the house. You're going straight to an elimination. Getting able to put your hands on somebody, what was it like getting into that elimination and experiencing that right off the bat? Man, I'm trying to, to remember with the gauntlet two because the, the first challenge we had was actually rugby. Mm-hmm. I do believe yeah. it was yes. it was it was football based. And the are we talking about the gauntlet two or the dual two? Gauntlet two. Oh, the, um, oh. You're on the barge. Oh, that's right. We were doing the free. And you know what? I remember that. And I'm so glad I didn't win because if you won on that shit, then you had to be captain the whole time. And yep. Alton was a freak, but I kind of got pulled in. I was pushing. I forget who yeah. it was. I think I was pushing yeah. in Jamie and he kind of like grabbed me and kind of drug me in. But no, it, it was like, like anything else. It's, you never want to hurt anybody, and it's not like I'm this super big physical guy that's going to try to intentionally try to hurt somebody. But you do get put in situations where when you're fighting to stay in a game, you're willing to do whatever it whatever. But I'll just leave it at this. We have a whole season about to come out, so <laughs> Bear. Bear. You, 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 you got a lot of big bodies. You got a lot of big bodies on this next season. Oh, yeah. Big competitors. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The cast list is yeah. crazy. So. I've got a 16 month old. So I like watching you come in as an alternate and like having that conversation about you basically got the call and you were just like, okay, I got to go and flying over to start the challenge. What was it like to get into that mind frame, but also to be playing like as a parent where a lot of other people in the game wouldn't have had that experience. You have a whole lot to compete for. It's more than just trying to go make money to go out and, and be on a, a six month bender. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was competing for so much more. And it wasn't just for me, it was for the family as well. And there was a sense, you know, I felt like I was one of the first people to, to really, and I know I wasn't, but I felt like at the time I was the first, one of the first people to have kids and kind of have a family. And so it kind of makes you mind your P's and your Q's a little bit more too, because you realize that you're out there putting yourself (laughs) in the world. And there's a whole lot of other people that can be affected by it, you know? Totally. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. All right, MJ, we know you got to run. I got one final question for you and I'm going to let you go. Um, you got, you're getting ready to go into like a hall brawl, right? Mm-hmm. And you got one song to listen to, to get you hyped up to go do it. What song are oh you listening God. to? Oh God, oh God, I'm not good at this. I'm not on, good at this. <laughs> oh my. What was your intro music in, if you would have had intro music in, in at Vanderbilt, oh what do you think it would have been? I'm good at this. <laughs> I'm just going to go with like a freaking, just a classic, ACDC Back in Black. Excellent. I love Ooh. it. Love it. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, hey, it has been awesome talking to y'all for real. Uh, Much respect for you. You guys are very professional at what you do and keep doing what you're doing. I I love the way that you interview and you got very good energy and I wish the best to y'all. I truly, truly so much. Thank you. We wish you the best of luck this year on All Stars 3 and, and hopefully we can talk again here in the future. Yeah, without a doubt. We'll definitely get one set up. 
Awesome. Right, Thanks, good. MJ. Awesome. Have a great rest of your have day. Have a good day. Have a good day. Yeah, I'll be good. I got to get some of these girls. Please get take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Wow, oh, wow, that was that awesome. Was awesome. That was guys. So much fun. Sorry, guys. I know I run through those like a fucking freight train sometimes. I don't let anybody else talk, but that's yeah. what I do. It's okay. We know how to cut you off. Yeah, you just got to cut Rick off sometimes. Exactly. I tried once. He kept going. I was just like, fuck it. I, I, but you, you like how I personally stopped right there and let you go, right? And to be fair, the I just f- continue to cut him off. I'll yeah. just be like, well, well, but well, but what, yeah. but what, shut the fuck up and let me talk. Karina, the remix. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> First of all, I want to point out the fact that I asked him one question and he gave us a 20 minute answer. He gave okay. us five <laughs> questions in the one question. He answered five of them. Where yeah. are you from? Right. What did you do when you were younger? Yeah. What did you want to be? How'd you get on the show? We've been on like, here for 90 minutes. I forgot because the first half hour was you telling <laughs> That's <laughs> one question because you knocked it out, bro. You are a storyteller. I compared love to it. None. Well, I love that it. Was so good. Yeah. Nothing else. I found something else that now I have to look into. Um, his the what is the ayahuasca? Ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Now I'm curious. I want to look into it. Talk, yeah. yeah. Um, so the well, almost um, almost had tears. I had to scoot back when you saw me go like this. I had a thought and I was just like, I'll be here for a minute. And then I was yeah. like, All right, I'll come back up. <laughs> There's um, a comedian named Mike Kaplan and is spelled M Y Q. Um, he talks about it a little bit on his podcast. And then uh, Dominic Monaghan from Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. um, was on an episode of the podcast films to be buried with, mm. with the guy who plays Roy Kent on Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um, and he talked about his experience with it a lot as well. Wow. I'll uh, see if I can find the episode on Rogan where they go in depth on DMT and ayahuasca, because here in America, you can, I don't think legally, I don't really know what the laws are because I don't do drugs like that anymore. But (laughs) I think you can find DMT, um, which is the chemical. um, And it's like a 20 to 30 minute high from what I've seen on like this documentary. Yeah. Um, But ayahuasca is like, you're going to go to central or South America it's a ceremony and it's a ceremony with an actual like you know a shaman or something like that and you are the purge he talked about is like three to four hours of you puking and shitting your brains out yeah and then you have a a mental trip like none other from what i've heard yeah we'll uh we'll link everything we'll link some some stuff down (laughs) below um for anybody listening if you guys want to read more about it or hear more about it um, we'll link some reliable sources in the description because um, we are not the reliable. We are not the reliable source. <laughs> and MJ also said, you know, he doesn't feel comfortable at this stage, um, you know, kind of talking or promoting about it. So we'll find you guys some safe places to get some information. If anybody's interested, uh, just make sure you guys check the description box. We will have some stuff linked there. Yeah. I, well, that was. But yeah, that was amazing. That was really awesome. And honestly, that was really cool. I'm really glad he decided to share that with us because I know you were like, oh, we'll cut this. And he's like, no, don't cut this. Like, yeah. well, you know, and that's awesome that he's willing to take a situation that could be frowned upon and is frowned upon by some people, um, you know, and still put himself out there and be like, look, this was my experience with mm-hmm. it. And if you don't want to do it, you don't want to try it. That's fine. But if you feel like you need some help in your life this could be something for you. And I'm willing to, you know, tell you about my journey and, and help you get to your journey. And like, that's just awesome of him to do. I really respect that. Absolutely. I mean, I think first I had an inclination. That's why he went down there. Cause I was watching his stories and he went right. to Peru and then he went dark for like 
five to 10 days. And then he popped back up as he was getting ready to leave the country. And he was going to like a more central region or more kind of like away from civilization region. Not a tourist. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've always, I've been interested in, and I just, I know it was a private thing and everything I've heard about ayahuasca is it's a very, very private personal personal experience. So some people aren't comfortable sharing with it. And that's why I wanted to give him the option to say, Hey, we can edit this out, but I'm really happy he did. He was willing to be open and share with us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's why I was like, you know, like there's nothing wrong if you don't like want to share those types of experiences, but I respect people who, Uh, are willing to share those experiences because it can help, you know, like there's could be people out there who have never even heard of this before, Um, you know? And so I just, I I really like that. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool to hear his, you know, his take on, on the dual two situation too. Um, You know, cause like we see that whole situation happen and transpire, but we don't see anything, the after effects of the house of the, of the cast um you know after it so that was that was really interesting to learn about too and that wasn't even an intended question <laughs> no right? i'm gonna be honest my favorite part is when we finally got to talk to him about the uh, who was who who smelt it and dealt it was it nehemiah or Darrell? so i'm really happy <laughs> we were able to touch on that of course that was your favorite part i was thinking your favorite part was gonna be oh, was karina we were, crying when we were no that was mine I, I was laughing. I wasn't crying. I was laughing. But he that was got fun. you with that force gun. He, he got you. <laughs> Has some fat rain. <laughs> Big old fat rain. Sometimes there just aren't enough rocks. <laughs> yeah, like I, he, he's so cool. And you know what? I have said this before, and I will say it again. Um, and this will be the last thing that I add about MJ, but. He is, they do not do him justice. Um, And I know that we say this about a lot of people, especially a lot of the people that we feature on this podcast, um, because we just tend to click a lot better with like, you know, really like vibrant, funny type people. Um, But he doesn't, he, you don't see that on his seasons. You don't really see that when he's on TV. Um, He does not get the edit that he truly deserves because he is a funny ass guy. Like he is really funny and I don't know why they don't show more of that, um, more of that side of him when he's on the show. And I, I just, I wish they would. So I'm really glad we got to talk to him. I'm glad that, you know, it was all four of us here and we were all able to just kind of like sit and banter and talk shit and laugh and make jokes. And, you know, it was just, it was cool to see that side of MJ. And I'm really glad that it was us that kind of got to bring that silly side of him out and give it to the fandom. So yeah well said see this is why i talk is because if i don't talk everybody else is just fucking quiet all the time well i'm i was done talking so. i know josh is sitting over there looking like a schoolgirl. he's like laying on his stomach kicking his feet behind him <laughs> that was very well put <laughs> i know it was I'm and we all know we take have, a moment just like absorb it <laughs> we have the same thought she's the voice we're good we got this i forgot you guys have before. esp right <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, Josh is ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. God, you guys are crazy. <laughs> Did you but... know that Josh likes Ohio State, though? Uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> you you mentioned be. my college in the interview, and I perked up. <laughs> I know. I saw you when I said Oregon. I know. I know, yeah. buddy. I just what? wanted to. You said what? What? <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted to give Josh a little bit of a disadvantage until until Karina he likes Ohio State. <laughs> okay. 
And we're going to end the podcast. He was super, <laughs> like, super endearing, though, too, right? Like, yeah. we already, like, you see, you get glimmers of it, like Karina said. But to actually just be able to have that conversation mm-hmm. is, like, a whole different ball game. Um, and, I mean, also, like, having gone back and watched the season so recently and being a dad of a young kid as well mm-hmm. made him even like infinitely more relatable. And he was already one of my favorite cast members on all stars. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, his, uh, he doesn't get as much credit for his commentary that as yep. he should, yeah. you know, cause he really does have some great commentary and, and part of that season of all stars two was boring as shit without mm-hmm. MJ. Like he provided a lot of fucking humor in there yeah. and a yep. lot of commentary in it that I, I enjoyed at least. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, and he's just so well-spoken, you know, it's easy. Like you were talking about him, you know, we asked him the one question and he just went, he took it and just kind of rode with it and, and, you know, answered about five questions um, but it was, it was easy to sit and just listen to him talk. You know, he's, he's very well-spoken. Um, and it's, it, it's nice. I don't know. I, I like MJ a lot and I'm really, really that, glad we, that's why we have him. conversations too. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that's why we have conversations with the challengers rather than like interviews because they're really not interviews. We'll ask like a question like you would in a conversation. And then from that first question that we ask, and we just let it ride however it goes. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and that's that's what I really like about the way that we run it. Because I don't I don't even like listening to, you know, interviews that are like question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. Like I can't even listen. Unless to it's this. like a firing line or something like that. Yeah. And we yeah. got to every question that we normally get to, except for one. We only yeah. there were one. a couple. There were a couple. No, yeah. There was the Mount the, Rushmore. But well, we skipped that because he doesn't watch. Oh. He doesn't watch and he oh, didn't have time the, there at the end. All so. smart on the fly. And yeah, I, I've asked choice. him, I asked him about his song choice and he purposely didn't answer and he's answered every other message I've sent him. Oh, so yeah. you put him on the spot. I put his ass on the spot because you I didn't want to just gun. fucking guess, you know, yeah. because there's too much range and, there. Well, and we would have been wrong because yeah. we were guessing and we were going with a hip hop song and this fool drops ACDC. So well, which I'm was, like, dope. That's I was a, like, oh, it's going to be rapper country. His that's age what range. We were thinking. Yeah, we were thinking right, even we're country. Looking. <laughs> yeah, it's the hair. You had to go with a hair band. Come on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and ACDC's not really a hair band, but you know what? Whatever. Still, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, and first of all, kudos to me for not using my Borat accent at all that whole interview, Thank even you. though he busted you out Forrest Gump. I, I'm trying. Dude, he opened <laughs> it up for you. you and I didn't fans, take it. Right? I didn't even take it. You didn't. You didn't take the bait. I at didn't all. take it. Yeah, you could but, have been like, "Yeah, let me tell you about this one. I like it very much." Look, first and foremost, though, I'm I'm really fighting not to use the accent right now. When I said <laughs> foremost, um, shout out to MJ for thinking that we're well prepared and professional, right? Because we are neither of those scenes. But thank you, <laughs> sir. Thank you. I read an article about you 20 minutes, and that's how I found out about your first catch and how many catches you had. Josh is literally watching one of your seasons right now. Looks like Gauntlet 2. Yep. Tony just went through and watched the Gauntlet tool, uh, Gauntlet 2, Duel 2, and then what was the other one? I mean, shit, I got, I, I got up and Dude, walked away twice. <laughs> I watched... I actually wrote them down while, while we were talking, because I was like, how many have I watched in the last like two weeks? And I watched uh, the Gauntlet two and three, the Duel one and two, um, Inferno three, and part of something else. I'm Jesus. on 
Yeah, Fair we enough. suck at binge watching. We have a four year old that tries to control the TV. We've watched. <laughs> he doesn't try. He does control the TV. Here's the thing, though. The seasons that I've been watching lately are the 20 minute episode, like the 20 oh, minute yeah, yeah. episode yeah. seasons. Yeah. So those are easy to burn through. Like that's two nights, right? Like that's true. When I I was looking at rewatching uh, either Dirty 30 or Free Agents and I was like, hmm. 45 minute episodes like, <laughs> we're getting back to like normal length episodes yeah <laughs> where i can easily just continue to burn through these ones so right, yeah i would kind of speaking on what he said though as far as coming back to the flagship he is one of those guys that i think could really compete at a high level in the flagship totally. you know what i mean like oh, yeah he, he oh, wasn't yeah. it wasn't like you know he was look and i know we use this guy as like kind of the benchmark because he's similar age and you know, they had a similar timeline of when they started with CT and MJ. Well, and physical, you know, physically, size wise, and height, all that. Size, they're but they're pretty similar. It wasn't like MJ was ever really superior to CT, or CT was ever really superior to MJ in any of the seasons that I think they only did one season together, if mm-hmm. I remember right. Mm-hmm. Gauntlet three, Gauntlet three. It wasn't yeah. like one was vastly superior to the other in that season, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. But I mean, they were on different teams, so it was kind of like hard to really hard compare to tell, them. But, but yeah, I mean, like there's they no interacted reason, a bit, but yeah, yeah but there's no yeah. reason to think that MJ couldn't step onto the flagship and make an immediate impact and be a oh, top yeah. tier player right away. Oh yeah, absolutely. no, like when they were doing exit press for All Stars two, and they were asked about whether they'd go to the flagship, John A basically said no. Um, that she was like not really like she didn't say no that she would never do it she said like no that she was like she was fine doing Mm all-stars and mj immediately was like hell yeah i would do flagship in a heartbeat (laughs) right he'd probably kill at it honestly i would love to see him and you know what maybe we do get lucky enough i know we're jaded as challenge fans that we always think it's going to be like the worst fucking thing that happens next year. Like we're going to get nothing but rookies. TJ's not even going to host the show. You know, <laughs> like we just go down the rabbit hole, but maybe we will get really lucky in the next year or two. We'll see some type of convergence between the two shows, or at least like an invasion of the champions. Like we were saying, I think. Well, we and will. that's, yeah. And that's what I'm interested in about all stars three as well is because all stars one and two, um, it was so heavily, not older as in age, but older as in seasons for the cast members. But All-Stars 3, you've got a fairly even mix of like old school versus quote unquote new school Mm -hmm. so that All-Stars 1 and 2 sort of played like an older season because the politicking and everything else was of that era because that's how they played. But now you're this is the first season where you're really going to have this is a terrible visual. Um of where you're going to have <laughs> conflicting like conflict conflicting gameplay where it really it really could be one thing or the other and you don't know which group is actually going to overtake you know what tony that right. was a really smart description right there and you're i'm glad so you did dumb. that <laughs> <laughs> she's really are, smart you guys are such guys um, yeah we are um no and i i agree 100 i think I think All-Star 3 is a trial run. Let's see how old school, new score run together. Let's see how this kind of plays out. Let's get an idea. And then I think Bananas backing out from what we've heard, because everyone's heard that Bananas was supposed to be on All-Stars 3 and then dropped at the last minute, minute, is probably the best thing that could have happened. Because I feel like Bananas and Wes go in that game. It's fucked from day one and not in a bad way because Wes and Bananas are bad players, but it's a totally different dynamic. And all of a sudden these old school players like MJ, 
yes, all of them, they're screwed from the pooch. The only one that isn't is Mark Long. You know what I mean? Yep. But that's just my personal opinion on it. Hey, Josh, real quick. When's The Miz going to do an all-star season? I'm starting. <laughs> you think he needs to do an all-star season? I didn't ask if he needed to. I said when. He needs to do four. All-stars four. He does need to Look, do all-stars I, four. The WWE could spare him for four weeks to let him do the season. For real, though. You know, let him. Write it into the story, guys, okay? He he's a champ. He's a champ in WWE. He's been a champ in the challenge. Let's see if he can re-earn that fucking title. I don't think yeah. he can. I think the competition's too steep, Miz. I'm sorry, what? I think the competition think is too steep for the Miz. Oh, shots. I think the challenge is awesome enough for him to make a return. <laughs> Sir, you're off this podcast. This is the Challenge Fandom Podcast. <laughs> You no longer meet the qualifications. <laughs> yes. <Aww>. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Oh, fuck. I just aged myself. I'm leaving. Right. All right. Well, I, I don't have anything else to add. I if really you guys are, If you guys are good, I think we'll uh, no, close, out. close this down. My kids are home from school and uh, hey guys. we got family night tonight. So it's Mother's Day. Strap up. And it's going to be right. shitty We're outside. Breakfast. Yeah. Look, I got this. It's shitty outside here. Are you going to make me breakfast? Of course I am. What kind of question is that? Are you going to make me pancakes? Of course I'm I gonna am. Make, I'm going to make Sarah breakfast on Saturday because I'm not getting up that early on Sunday after I record with you schmucks. Right. <laughs> oh, you're putting us in the doghouse? Right. With her? <laughs> no, I just am. I don't get up early on Sundays after I record with you guys. I get up early on Saturday. <laughs> There's an exception. It's Mother's Day. Yeah, me and Karina usually have a routine, which is like I let her sleep in on Saturday. She lets me sleep in on Sundays, but we're going to have to switch that this week. Yeah. So I'll good let plan. you sleep in on Saturday. I'll let you sleep in on Sunday. Awesome. I'm glad I just yawned right into the mic. <laughs> do it. I like, I like that Rick already said what the difference, what you were going to do. And then you really just broke it down between the two options that were yes. going to happen <laughs> that had already been explained. This well, is, this is our life. This is what we do every day. There will be two <laughs> options and Rick will be like, I don't think we should do this one. I'm like, all right, well then let's do the other one. Except Way more detail. <laughs> like, this is how we communicate. It's so lame. You can tell we're fucking. Yeah, no, let's, uh, let's, it's like, let's, right. You guys just said the same exact thing, and yes. you guys were getting mad at each other, and I'm just sitting here <laughs> laughing my ass off. Oh, well, Josh, why didn't you talk to her? You guys are connected. Because this motherfucker <laughs> wants to keep going and just not listen. Huh? Huh? <laughs> He's going to get fucking punched. Kids. What are you talking about? You two are one mind, hive minded. Oh God! Shut like up. I'm surprised you guys don't fall and like fucking finish each other's sentences. We do sometimes. Jinx. <laughs> You're lame. You're lame. Would you close out the no, show? No, I'm please? having a great time right now. Thank you <laughs> I very much. Go. <laughs> all right, all right. I want right. to go set up my new my new laptop. I'm <laughs> so excited. Josh turning off his camera like it really bothers us. <laughs> like we haven't talked about Josh when he isn't even here. We'll talk about you with your mics off too. Let's talk about him when he is here. <laughs> yeah, do it all the time. Josh is a man. Okay. Ugh. All right, everyone. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Challenge Fandom Podcast, Challengers Unplugged, with our very, very special guest MJ Garrett today. Uh, for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife Karina Hayes, for our other co-hosts Tony Stats and Info Lance. And the one, the only, Josh motherfucking Chambers. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. 
Uh, if you get a chance, go ahead and download, subscribe, rate us five stars. If not, you're a fucking hater. I love y'all. Bye. Later. See ya. Bye.